Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We continue to press on through Daniel chapter 9. So let's go back and pick up chapter 20, verse 24 that we looked at in the previous episode. And this is Gabriel the angel speaking to Daniel. Remember what he said? He said, you know, give heed to the message. And here's the message. Verse 24. Seventy weeks have been decreed for your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sin to make atonement for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy place. Now, remember what we're doing. We're just simply seeing what is said here, what is stated, really sort of resisting the temptation to interpret it, though I am giving you a couple little hints here and there about some things. But basically just saying, what does it say here? There's 70 weeks. Those weeks are uh, periods of time. So there are 77-year periods. A week is a seven-year period. We know that from other portions of the Scripture. Let me just say it that way, okay? <clears throat> so there's this 70-week period that's been decreed. And it's for your people, the people of the Lord, Israel, and your holy city, Jerusalem. And what's the point of it? To finish transgression, to make an end of sin, to make atonement for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy place. That's what's going to be the ultimate outcome of all this. Now, verse 25. So, again, Gabriel's still speaking to Daniel. So you are to know and discern that from the issuing of a decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, until Messiah the Prince, there will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. It will be built again with plaza and moat, even in times of distress. Okay, this is an amazing verse, okay, an amazing verse, because it's actually given us insight into things that were yet future from Daniel's perspective. <coughs> now, if you... Um, uh, read commentaries of more uh, liberal academia, okay, theological uh, professors and things like that, they will tell you that Daniel was written in the first or second century before Jesus was born, rather than in the sixth century when Daniel was alive, okay? Why do they do that? They will actually say, particularly when you get to chapter 11, they'll say, well, because it's just too accurate, too accurate to have been written in any other way other than history. In other words, recounting what had already occurred rather than re accounting and recounting what's yet to occur, <laughs> right? And so I always find that sort of laughing, laughable. You know, you sort of chuckle at that, you know. Yeah, God can speak prophetically, but not, not real, real precise, right? What's interesting here is he says, you, Gabriel says, you are to know and discern. Who is the you? And I mentioned this a couple episodes just in passing. He says, you are to know and discern. Is he speaking just to Daniel? Or is he speaking to all of us by Daniel writing this down in this letter, in this account, okay, in this book? 
you are to know and discern. Well, if he's speaking just to Daniel, then it would be that Daniel could know and Daniel could discern, which is absolutely true. Daniel could know and Daniel could discern. And the discerning thing would be the idea that when you see it happening, you're going to know that it's happening. The problem with it being just Daniel is this, that we know historically from this side of some of these accounts, because this verse right here has already been fulfilled, okay? We'll get into that more later. It's already been brought forth, but it had been at Daniel's time. We know that the things that happened right here occurred after Daniel died, well after his lifetime. So he could know and discern from the point of view of believing what God was speaking through the angel, through the messenger Gabriel. He could know it that way, and he could discern that this is what's going to happen, and he could tell people this is what's going to occur. He wrote it down right here for us. When he wrote it down, the generations afterwards would know it. But it doesn't mean that he would actually be alive to do this and to understand it. So what are we to know and discern? The word was for them. The word is for us. That there's going to be an issuing of a decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. I'm not going to get into the uh, mind-numbing details <laughs> of the issuing of the decree. The Scripture doesn't give us great details about it. Historically, we know some things. Okay, Historically, we know some things. And historically, there's actually a couple of options for what the decree is and when it occurred. Okay, There's one that I sort of favor and most people favor, and I'm not going to get into that right now, of the timing and when this occurred. And, and it works out to be the actual fulfillment of this. There's another, okay, another decree that was issued, and the timing of that also works out, but in a different kind of way. It's really rather interesting. And it could be that perhaps both of them are sort of correct, but I think there's one that's more correct than the other. So for our purposes today, here's what we're to know. There's going to be a decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. Now, that's not the decree <coughs> necessarily of the people going back from Babylon to there. There was a forthright decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. And here's what we're learning from this verse, that from the time that that decree is issued until Messiah the Prince, Messiah the Anointed One, the one that's expected to come, the one that was first mentioned back in Genesis 3, from the time that this decree is declared until Messiah the Prince, there will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. So we see that these, this time thing is sort of divided up. Now, how many weeks did we start with? Verse 24, the previous verse says, 70 weeks have been decreed. Okay, so these 70 weeks have been decreed, have been mandated. Here in the next verse, verse 25, we're seeing that a decree is going to come forth, and from the time of that decree until the time of Messiah... There will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. Seven plus 62 is how much? Yep, 69. What's the difference between 70 and 69? <laughs> yeah, yeah, one. <laughs> so what you see is you have these 70 weeks, but then you have this time period from the time of a decree until Messiah comes of uh, Seven weeks and 62. And that's divided up in those two uh, ways 
uh, probably because of some historical things that we see too. But the scripture doesn't tell us point blank, so I'm not going to get into it right now. But we see that, that there's going to be 69 weeks. Then he says this, verse 25 continues, it, we, it will be built again with plaza and moat, even in times of distress. He's letting Daniel know your prayers are going to be answered. This decrees for your people in your holy city. Okay? This thing is coming forth. Seventy weeks have been decreed for this. Jerusalem will be rebuilt. It will be restored. It will have plaza. It will have moat. This will happen even in times of distress. We actually have some account of that in Nehemiah and Ezra. Okay? Of, of the initial start of that rebuilding. He says, but I want you to know something even more. That from the time this decree goes forth for this rebuilding until the time of Messiah, the prince, there's going to be 69 weeks. He's giving us timing elements. He's giving Daniel timing elements in the time of Daniel's life when he's receiving this right here until the time that some things were going to happen. We know the exact date of the decree. Okay, we know the year. We know the date of it. This is the reason that I believe that when Jesus came into Jerusalem on what we call Palm Sunday, and everybody was yelling, Hosanna, Hosanna, that the religious leadership knew beyond any shadow of a doubt that he truly was Messiah. And the leadership didn't care. They killed him anyway. Now, there were a lot of priests who did believe afterwards, okay? Because it's always the ones on the top who make those kind of decisions, right? But because of what we see right here and a couple other things in Scripture, they knew. Well, my time is well past, so i got to stop. We'll pick this up the next time, okay? Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then.